Welcome back to the Alternative Travelers podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about maintaining friendships remotely. We'll go into the actual habits that we have that we use to maintain our friendships, why we think right now is a great time to get back in touch, and much more. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Alternative Travelers Podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Varen. In each episode, we'll share stories, tips, and advice to help you live a life of unconventional travel. For more, head to alternativetravelers.com. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for being here and tuning in. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there, so it really means a lot that you're here listening in. They could easily listen to every podcast out there and our podcast. True. I wonder how many podcasts each person listens to regularly. How many do you listen to? About three or four hundred. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. You just have podcasts on constantly. I would say regularly, maybe there's half a dozen, and even then, I listen to those irregularly. Exactly, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Appreciate those listeners, everyone from a regular listener to a tune in every few episodes to a new listener. If you're new, welcome. I'm Sam. And I'm Varen, (laughs) in case you didn't hear that in the intro. Yeah. And if you have been listening for a while and you like the show... And you have an iPhone, we would really like to invite you and ask you to please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It means a lot to it, it helps, you know, the algorithms, our whole lives are algorithms these days. But uh it does help to to get our show seen by more people. All that jazz, you know, when people start listening, they might look at podcast ratings and whatever. Anyway, it just, it really helps. So unfortunately, it's only on, ratings are really only available on Apple. Really? It's nothing else? No other app Stitcher has some ratings, but it's not intuitive or easy to do. Okay. So just saying, I understand we're, we're both Android users, so... I get it. If you're on Android, you can't really rate, which is which is fine. But if you have an iPhone, which analytics says a quarter of you do have, <laughs> we'd really appreciate a rating and review. And if for some reason you can't leave a review or you don't want to leave a review, but you want to support the show, share it with someone who you think might be interested. Don't just share it with anyone. Don't just do those Facebook or whatever social media posts where you just post something and with no words. Share it with someone who you think would be interested. But furthermore, if you want to support and go farther than that, what can people do, Sam? Uh, also, people can join our Patreon community. So, yeah, that's another great way to support us. We started it a couple months ago. So, yeah, we have lots of bonus stuff over there and also it helps us keep things going 
you know, we we've been pretty explicit on here about how we want to maintain creative control over not having yeah, just not doing marketing sponsored content all the time, both on our blog or here. So that's how Patreon really helps to support us. Yeah. And in case you hear that whole plug and you're like, oh, I'm sold. I want to support this show. Head on over to patreon.com slash alternative travelers. That's travelers with one L, no spaces. We right now, I think, is a great time for early adopters, as I like to call them, because with less people, you get a bigger say in things. And if you really want to get involved in the direction of the show, this is a great way to do it. And we are doing bonus episodes. But as we gather more support on there, we're going to be doing even more fun things. There's a lot of stuff we want to work towards that, you know, once there's a lot more people, it makes sense to implement. So lots of surprises in store. But head on over if you want to get involved, do polls, directly speak with us about anything related to the show or not related to the show and the fun bonus episodes as well. Yeah, like for example, this month's bonus episode is going to be talking about our recent time house-sitting in Brooklyn, in New York City. We're currently based in Buffalo, New York, and we went to do a repeat house-sit in Brooklyn. We have family and friends in New York, so that's a whole thing. And we're going to talk kind of more about our time there. So that's what the uh, bonus episode is going to be about. We did, when we first started the podcast, we did some pandemic update episodes, and those were fun. But over time, we've seen that the more popular episodes are the more topical ones. Again, those evergreen episodes that are going to be relevant all the time, people uh, listen to and recommend, you know, so that's why we're kind of moving those more update episodes to the Patreon for longtime listeners and people who want to hear those more personal updates as opposed to like on here on the show that's this isn't like a personal update show. So I kind of think of those, the bonus episodes, as kind of like the podcast equivalent of a vlog. I know vlogs are popular on YouTube with a lot of YouTubers, more just behind the scenes kind of stuff, day in the life, this or that, whatever. And yeah. Or whatever people want to hear about on Patreon, where <laughs> just let us know for those bonus episodes. But that's kind of what we're doing right now. So that's what you can um, look forward to this month. And yeah, that's that's about it. Let's let's dive into things. What are we talking about today? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> you know, we're talking about maintaining friendships remotely. So this is something that we've been thinking about and practicing for a long time as digital nomads. But it's become relevant to pretty much everyone these days. And of course, the pandemic has been raging for quite some time at this point. So you may have implemented and figured out a lot of these things. But we thought it might be helpful uh, to share what we do to keep up with our friendships when we're traveling or now, you know, when no one can see each other. So things that have worked for us over the years, things that we don't do, whatever. We just thought it would be a good time to talk about all that because where it's winter on a lot of the world and maybe if you were able to see people outside over the summer you know maintaining social distance that's pretty difficult to do in a lot of the world where it's winter right now so it feels kind of like we're going into another time where we're having to readjust habits and stuff like that 
Yeah, and again, the reason we like to think we're an authority on this is because it's something that we've been practicing for quite a while. Just like a previous episode we did on working from home, we've been working from home years before the pandemic, and we've been maintaining friendships remotely years before the pandemic. And uh, I'd like to say we're still pretty successful at both these things because we still work from home and get a lot of things done, and we still have friends. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe none of these people are our friends. It's definitely not that hard, but it takes consistent work. You know, um, we kind of take for granted the initial, um, I think the two ways we kind of make friends and relationships, which is when we're in school and we just spend inordinate amounts of time together and then college later, high school before that, even in work, when you clock in enough time around other people, you almost inevitably will become friends. I know some people will say, no, that's not true. There's people I hate at work, this or that. But just by virtue of being humans and around each other and we're wired to be social, you'll become friends or get along on some level or just at a minimum connect on something. So when you're no longer having that space anymore, how do you maintain those friendships? How do you keep having friendships? And how do you keep things fun and exciting and also show support to each other, etc.? is what we're going to really kind of go into in this episode. Yeah, it's it's definitely like one of those things where it's an ongoing upkeep kind of thing. It doesn't have to feel like work to upkeep your friendships. But if you, I, I think one of my friends likened it to like, you just every once in a while, you need like a friendship refresher kind of thing. And you might not talk to someone for a few months and then you get back in touch or whatever, it, it really varies and flows and changes and everyone's kind of has different circumstances with the pandemic that they're dealing with. So you might be talking to certain people more often or some people less often and whatever. It's all fine. It's all okay. You know, I know that over the years when we've been traveling, there's certain times when I talk more with some people and less with other people often when you're able to see people in person then that kind of like renews the friendship but of course yeah none of us are really able to do that too much these days so yeah what are some of the things that you do personally Baron, to kind of keep up with friendships well i wanted to say before we get into that why now is more than ever a good time to work on those friendships everyone is kind of starved for a connection right now so even if it feels like, I know a lot of people in my life right now, you know, it's not exactly a great time to feel really good. A lot of us might be depressed. A lot of us might be just bummed out, to put it mildly. But that doesn't mean that people still don't want to connect. And often what we need to do is find ways to connect that don't necessarily focus on what's happening and give ourselves kind of a distraction. So to kind of tie it back into what Sam just asked me, what are some things I do? I try to maintain regular contact with friends. And Regular contact is in quotes because the friendship, in my opinion, the friendship determines that, the nature of our relationship. So, for example, there's people I might speak to once or twice a year where we spent a lot of time together beforehand and we're really, really close, but maybe we moved it to physically different places. But then there's also friends I have that, despite that being the case, we talk back and forth regularly pretty often. You know, we're catching up with each other all the time. So there's, you know, it's a spectrum. And you can't base how one friendship functions on another. Well, there, there's definitely going to be some similarities and definitely some things you should have across the board. But, um, you know, you just kind of need to open it and put yourself out there 
and really just kind of always reach out. And a thing that I learned from a good friend is if you're struggling to establish or reestablish something with a friend, give it a good solid three tries. That's the magic number for me. I took this from a good friend of mine. And that doesn't mean you stop after three. You just maybe let them do it. And if that takes months or years, you're just ready to accept that invitation whenever they send it back, so to speak. Yeah, like you said, it's a really good time to kind of maybe re reinvigorate, I don't know, put renewed effort into friendships. And it's it's easier than ever because everyone does want to connect. So it's been interesting because, like, you know, we've been traveling and living abroad for years. And so video chats and catch-ups have been a part of our lives for a long time at this point. But it what it's become so much easier now because everyone is at home. Whereas in the past, it'd be like, you know, maybe there'd be a time zone difference and people are like working during the day and then they commute and then they're tired. So like some of the only times we could reconnect with friends would be on the weekends, but then they're living their lives, doing things in person, obviously, understandably. So I've been talking with friends even more now than in the past and stuff like that, because now now everyone kind of understands the value of video chats and how important and necessary they are. So that's kind of like a positive to be coming out of all this time. I feel like, you know, I, I met up with a friend when we were in Brooklyn, we did a little socially distance coffee meeting in a park. And she was like, yeah, actually, it doesn't really feel like it's been that long since I saw you because we video chat a lot. So even though it's obviously no substitute for in-person connection, it can still really go a long way to do video calls. And everyone knows how to do them these days. There's a billion different apps and methods for doing it. My 80 eight-year-old grandma can video chat. So if she can, so can you. That being said, also understand that it's okay if you want to keep in touch, but maybe not do a video call. I have a couple of friends who really can't stand doing video calls. I kind of feel the same way. I kind of very reluctant to use video calls to speak with people, but I think it just helps. You kind of get over the initial awkwardness and it's just you're able to reconnect on a different level because you can see each other. You're not just trying to read someone's intonation and their voice. And um, yeah, I think there's definitely, I definitely still think it's really good to do. However, it's okay if you can't or if you don't want to, or maybe you just don't, aren't really feeling great about how you look in the pandemic. I know that plays a part. Some of us are just kind of letting go and, you know, we're not necessarily getting ready every day like we're going out to a job. So we don't want to look like a, you know, hot mess on camera. Which is fine, too, though, if you are. <laughs> if you are, that's fine. I haven't gotten a haircut in a long time. Uh, I haven't I'm a shaved, fan of that, though. I haven't shaved in a long time. And I'm, I'm also just, a fan of that. And I'm just starting to look like a wildebeest, but that's okay. <laughs> um, Everyone loves it, though. Everyone comments on it when they see you on video. They're like, the beard looks good on you. That being said, <laughs> I also maintain a lot of friendships using, you know, good old-fashioned phone calls, or maybe we call them voice calls these days. <laughs> no, it's true. It's a really good point to bring up that, yeah, I tend to do a lot more video calls than you do, but sometimes I, I'll just talk on the phone, and yeah, some people don't like it, and sometimes it is kind of like more tiring. You got to be on more when you're on video kind of thing. Yeah, the trade-off with, with a phone call is that people can multitask. And 
I don't mind that to an extent. It depends on the nature of the conversation. But when I haven't spoken to someone in a long time, I don't want to talk to them while they're making dinner. However, if you do regularly keep in touch with that person and you're just kind of maybe it's your turn to kind of go over something that's really been stressing you out lady, uh, lately, then, you know, they can be cooking and still very much listen. And for me in particular, a certain kind of motion or action helps me focus. So generally I'll do phone calls. I like doing them while walking. I know it's cold out, but hey, if it's not raining, it's pretty easy to just wrap up. And now that you got a face mask, you're gonna stay even warmer. And that kind of momentum and that kind of forward motion for me really helps me kind of engage people actually, as opposed to like sitting in the house, twiddling around and getting distracted by things. But arguably you could get distracted outside as well. No, but it's a good point because that's kind of like even killing t- two uh, self-care s- birds with one stone, so to speak. Like you're you're moving, you're getting outside, you're getting some vitamin D, fresh air, um, some movement in, going for walks is great for mental health, and you're connecting uh, with a friend at the same time. So those are great. You're, I need to, I'm always like saying that I'm going to do more of that, and you can't really you know, do a video call when you're walking. I mean, you could try, but I don't think it would end very well. No, we've seen people do that. And what happens, they run into other people while that happens. So I wouldn't recommend it. Some people really do like doing it. If if you know you have the space outside or for a quick little short thing, I wouldn't recommend it for catching up with a friend. You want to do it when you felt caught, you feel pretty caught up with a friend, and then you can just talk about other things. And that's also the other value of not just reconnecting with friends and catching up, but once you have established some kind of regular contact with a friend, it's much easier to have a whole conversation about one particular thing. I have a friend who we keep in touch pretty regularly, so when one new thing happens in our life and we really want to go into the details of it, we can do that, and it's fine. And it can feel really, really good to have conversations that don't have to do with our current pandemic circumstances. It's very cathartic, but I think, unfortunately, a lot of us can't really get around that part. And it's hard. I totally understand. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I was going to bring it up, too, is that, yeah, having conversations that don't have to do with the pandemic can be really nice. You can kind of, like, lose yourself in the conversation and, you know, just not even go there because I feel like, you know, people ask like, oh, how are you doing? Like, hope you're doing well. And I'm just like, who's doing well right now? (laughs) Why are we, why are we still putting up that pretense? Obviously there's a spectrum of doing better or worse or whatever, but um, yeah. And, and that's the benefit of having those go-to friends or people that you talk to regularly because you, you you don't need to do the catch-up thing anymore. If you talk, if, you know, if it's, whereas if it's been like six months, then you, you know, want to catch up and stuff like that. So yeah, that can be really nice to just maybe talk about things that you read or watch or whatever. I don't know, just different, different stuff. So yeah, video, phone calls. Then another one that I know we both like to do, ways to keep in touch are um, voice notes, like voice memos. Voice messages, whatever you want to call them. It's basically, let's say you have a chat program open um you can there'll be usually like the little mic symbol and you can hold down and just record yourself speaking and send that to a person and the great thing about that is they hear your voice they're gonna you're gonna have their attention it's almost like a little mini podcast you're sending out and they can listen to it whenever they can and this works really great for when you just don't have schedules that work out including just different work hours slash time zone differences 
if in case you think a time zone difference is a valid excuse for not keeping in touch with a friend, it isn't anymore thanks to technology. The friend that I keep in touch with probably most regularly lives uh, not here in the U.S. There's about a six, five or six hour difference, maybe seven, I'm not sure. And we just keep regularly trading voice uh, messages to each other. And it's just a great way to keep up to date. And, you know, eventually we'll get around to scheduling a phone call or a video call. But those things are just harder to plan when there's such a big time zone discrepancy. That being said, one we think that is also a better option than texting with very few exceptions. And we're going to kind of recap all this stuff in a minute because there's a few chunks to this episode. We just want to really emphasize that if all you did was text everyone casually all the time, you're not going to get the benefits of really feeling like you're connecting with someone. With the exception of the voice notes and some exceptions with texting, you kind of need that live interaction because that's how socializing works at our core. That's how we're you know, evolved to experience socializing. And a lot of people think that they're staying in touch using uh, texting but it's kind of like a very low quality way to interact with a person. Now, that doesn't mean you still can't be supportive and reach out to people and help people out with that. You absolutely can. And sometimes that's just works for certain relationships, but I would wager that that's not the case for everyone or most of your relationships. And on top of that, I'm gonna throw in here and not make this whole episode about this. Social media doesn't really count as much as you think either. It's, again, another low, what I would call and other people would call a low-quality way of interacting, and there's science behind this as well. That being said, just understand that while you may enjoy doing these things like texting, being on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram to keep in touch, they don't really do the same thing that having a live phone call or video call does. They're just not. They're just not the same. No, not at all. And I was, I'm glad you brought up social media. Um, it's usually me bringing it up. So I'm glad you brought it up because I wanted to say the same thing there. It's like we have an illusion that social media is keeping us connected when in reality it kind of does a little bit of the opposite. You could, you feel like you connected with people because you see people on there, maybe on posting on whatever platform it is and you feel like there's that connection but and maybe you, you comment or trade text messages or whatever, so you feel connected. But you don't really know what's going on behind their posts. First of all, I think we've all, you know, realized the whole social media equals a highlight reel of someone's life. But we might we can intellectually intellectually realize that, but like it doesn't stop us feeling like the whole disconnect and how. Social media makes us feel not very good in general. Um, this is, he talks about this at length in the book Digital Minimalism, Cal Newport. He talks about like revising all your digital habits. It's a great book, highly recommend it. But um, he talks about social media and people being like, well, I'm on Facebook because that's how I'm connected to like my family and my friends, and that's how I see what's going on in their life. You know, they had a new baby, or they got married, or whatever it is. And he's like, are you really feeling that connection? Like, wouldn't it be better if you, like, met them for coffee, or a virtual coffee these days? Like, you could, that one hour coffee, even just one hour, will be so much more enriching and 
just give you that social boost that you want as opposed to like an hour scrolling on social media. And I think everyone realizes it. Like, I don't think anyone would necessarily would argue with that. But at the same time, we still spend that time scrolling on social media, feeling like we're connected when that time would be better spent having a conversation or even trading voice notes or something like that, like directly with someone. Yeah. So to kind of just recap, we're saying right now, it's no time is better than now to reconnect with friends, reinvest in friends, get in touch with people you haven't or keep being in touch. And we really strongly suggest that you do a video call or a phone call with very few exceptions being texting. And if you're so inclined to text with someone, try out the, vo- uh, the voice note thing. It feels weird at first. I remember that initially, even with other people who hadn't tried it before, but it actually works out great if you're one of those people that's like, oh, this is too much the text. Well, then just give a voice note. Send it away. Give them a little preface. Be like, hey, it's a note. I talk about these things. Get to it when you can. That being said, I think we should get into some concrete habits and suggestions we have, assuming we're all on the same page of what I just recapped, about how to go forward with this, the actual to-do, the, the doing of reconnecting with these friends. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Although all of those were definitely concrete, but I was going to ask you how, how you go about it, because I know we both have the same habit of, you know, when we schedule a call or whatever, we immediately both put it in our, in our calendar. It's, you need to treat these, if you schedule a phone call or a video call, treat it like a friendship, um, you know, like treat it like you were going out to dinner with someone or you were going out for drinks or coffee or a walk or whatever. Treat it exactly like that. And I know that's hard at first for, um, people to kind of like wrap their head around like but if you don't schedule these things in it's very easy to forget especially these days I feel like we're just inundated with information overwhelmed with everything I know I am so just the second you're like hey you want to chat sometime want to catch up or whatever oh yeah this time works just put it in your calendar just on your phone or if you have a physical calendar Put it in there, whatever. I know we both use Google Calendar. So I don't know. Do you have anything else to add there with what you do? Well, to clearly state that this is the first thing we suggest, we just kind of dove right into it, which is schedule time with your friends. That's the thing that you need to do. Just find a way to schedule whatever system works best and holds you accountable. And we're really emphasizing the scheduling part because we know it's regular for us to, for many of us, to schedule a work meeting and make sure we don't miss that, I think is just as important to schedule in your friends. I mean, it's about priorities. We know we're all busy, but we make time for work. You should make time for people. What's the point of all that work if you're not going to have friends to enjoy your life with? So if someone's able to commit to work, there's not really any excuse for not being able to commit to a specific time to spend time with your friend, whether that's virtually or in real life. And with that being said, I understand some of us, myself included, grew up in a time of random phone calls, and that did feel really great. And we, you know, if that's a thing that works and you're able to maintain friendships like that, go right ahead. I personally hate doing phone tag. What I rather do is set a time, 
And it's not the end of the world if you can't make the time, even if you have to postpone. But the fact that you put it in something, whether it's a planner or a, you know, on your phone's digital planner, you'll just keep pushing it, but eventually you're more likely to get to it than if you put nothing down at all. You'll keep being reminded as it comes up. So that's what I like to do. I always tell people, hey, whether they are used to this or not, we're going to do a phone call, schedule it this time. If you can't make it, it's cool. We just postpone and we keep trying. And if you have a bunch of people that you're doing that with, you're very regularly going to just have people to talk to, catch up with, and it will work out in the end. But again, it also doesn't hurt to give someone a phone call every now and then, but I find these days it's it's just a little trickier. And then you end up playing phone tag, and I, I don't like pay, playing phone tag. Yeah, I was going to say that. I feel like I, I have a few friends that will just like call me randomly out of the blue, but a lot of times I keep my phone on silent when I, during the day when I'm working or maybe I just am doing something, reading or whatever. I don't want to be bothered by incoming notifications I have my phone on do not disturb like the majority of the day honestly and it's it's literally been there's been studies on this that like when you get notifications like your your heart starts like racing like people get like stressed out by their phones like you've been so conditioned whether that's through work or like just anxiety about uh, responding to things or whatever it is like there's science behind that so a few years ago, I was just like, do not disturb most of the time. So the random phone tag thing doesn't really work for me either every once in a while. But yeah, also like, regardless of if someone does that or not, like, these days, things are really difficult and people's mental health is all over the place. I know mine is. So there might be times when people call and you're just like, I'm just not in a place to want to talk to anyone right now. I, you know what I mean? So recognizing that people have boundaries and that's totally good and healthy. And so planning things just, I think, takes a lot of thing, that anxiety out of it. I also think planning things and having specific times of the week that you set aside for catching up with people also helps you mentally, emotionally prepare. It's something to look forward to. It's a way to differentiate your schedule. I know a major complaint from a lot of people I know is that every day feels the same. I would like to say just try to do, you have the power to schedule things and make the weekend look different than your work week. And one of those ways is when you choose to catch up with friends. And setting aside, I have a couple of days that I ideally say, hey, this is when I'm available. Can you work any of these days? And if they can't, I'll just do it far into the future, whenever they can. And with some exceptions, depending on the person's schedule, I'll work it around other days. But if you're giving someone a variety of days over a course of a few variety of uh, chunks of time and they can't make that work, I don't know what to say. That being said, um, it should work out. And scheduling stuff, we wholeheartedly, strongly suggests advice when it comes to keeping in touch with friends. Yeah, and actually another thing I just thought of, a way to keep in touch is a lot of people are playing, and we've done this a few times, like playing games online with their friends. I know you um, hung out with some friends and played like video games together. We did a little like someone had a birthday party online, a virtual thing where we were all playing like party games for a bit. Um, those kind of things, like, I don't like to do all the time because it, it, it's definitely like, you know, if you're playing a game, it's a time commitment. 
but um, they can be great for connecting, especially if you have like a group of friends and you all decide, okay, every first Friday or something, we're going to get together and play these online party games. Uh, and a few people have used, and we've used, and it's fun, jackbox.tv. And um, yeah, so that can be another fun way, again, to like kind of not just be rehashing how how difficult things are with the pandemic. You can kind of just like play games with your friends. And we give that a mention because you want to primarily focus on catching up with your friends. Unless you know this friend, this would be a great idea to just haven't spoken to, to them in a while and you're just going to play a video game together. So I strongly recommend that as well. But again, for those who aren't into that, keep in mind that there's many other options you can do. Maybe you can play charades on camera. I don't know. Well, that's kind of like what that jackbox.tv is. It's like, it's more party games than video games, I would say. There's like different objectives and stuff like that. So that one's that one's really fun. We played it a few times with different groups of friends online. So yeah, just wanted to throw that out there as another like way to keep in touch with people, especially if you have, you know, wherever you're living, if you have like a small group of friends that normally get together, that can be a great thing to do. And, or even if you don't, you can be like, hey, all these different friends in different places, we can connect <laughs> and play games. So that's cool. There, I mean, there's a lot of different things to do now. But um, yeah, I know. We, so we kind of mentioned earlier that friendships ebb and flow and to kind of be okay with that. It's, I've learned this over the years of, you know, having remote friendships Sometimes you might not talk to someone for a few months or longer or whatever, and then you eventually reconnect or you don't, or you, you, you know, um, the friendship just kind of peters out for whatever reason. You might reconnect after years or you might not, you, whatever. I think it's important not to take things personally right now because everyone's dealing with uh, such different circumstances so, yeah, like Varen said, if you reach out and your friend doesn't get back to you after a couple of times, you know, they probably have something going on with them. Don't don't take it personally. Yeah. And I want to emphasize the what Sam just mentioned about everyone's experiencing this pandemic a bit differently. But I have friends who work in the service and retail sector. And so they are in person dealing with the anxiety and just stress of still having human contact on a regular basis kind of foisted upon them and that kind of the kind of stress that kind of comes with that so some of my friends are just kind of very much in survival mode it's unfortunate that they can't get the support that they need to be able to maybe work less or that that these workplaces can't be more flexible that's just not how our society set up unfortunately so it's the whole thing just it sucks it's shitty and, but at the same time, it creates a disconnect because my day-to-day -day life, because I w already work from home, I'm just not experiencing the pandemic in the same way. So I've struggled to connect on things we used to connect on. And it's, you know, it's important to understand that things are temporary and that you put, put each other out there, say you're there for each other if need be, etc. That always means a lot. And just meet people where they're at, you know? Try your best to keep in touch. Don't take it personally. And I, this all kind of taps into a bigger thing about friendships in general and that people change, different things happen, different people's lives. And sometimes you're, you might struggle to connect on what you used to connect on, but recognize that maybe you've become different people 
that also happens as well. And that's a bigger topic that I could spend episodes talking about. But just recognize that it's it has less to do with you. It's, it's an interesting kind of phrase to say because you, when you say, hey, it's not all about you, but essentially what's going on with them is all about them. But it's that relationship to them. When you're thinking about it, it's not always about you. And it's a good, helpful reminder, a very humbling one. So going forward, understand, I, I've, I think the big thing that I really want to emphasize, and I see people when they connect and when they talk and I jump in on the conversation or vice versa, everyone's like, oh, yeah, I just I've been feeling like this or that. I'm like, yeah, it's a pandemic. I got to I feel like I got to remind people all the time. It's a pandemic. This is not humans are wired to be social. It's going to be painful. Whether you're all the way on the introverted side of the spectrum or not, it's going to be hard for everybody including the people who love to proclaim being loners and stuff. We all take took for granted the level of social interaction that we had beforehand. So get that support in. It's going to help ride out these darker, harder winter months. But um, these are the kind of benefits that will last a lifetime. So whether you start now or later, the sooner you get started, the better all of this is going to be for you with that support and community that we all really, really need right now. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree totally. And, and I wanted to add also that, yeah, if someone's like not getting back to you or whatever, and you're like concerned about them, like definitely don't just write it off. You can be like, Hey, are you, are you okay? Like I'm concerned you haven't gotten back to me and just want to check in. Everything's okay. Whatever. I think people will appreciate that. And maybe people be, you know, they'll say, I'm fine. I'm just dealing with stuff right now don't want to talk or whatever. So yeah, if don't just, if you're, if you're actively concerned about something about someone, definitely reach out and ask and you never know you could really help and make a difference or whatever. Um, but yeah, if, if, you know, you sense things are at a, at a, at a disconnect or whatever, like Baron said, some people are everyone's has totally different struggles. Some people are those kind of on the front lines of things, whether they're uh, in the medical profession or service industry versus like, and that has its whole host of issues and struggles where, and on the other hand, I feel like we're on the opposite side of the spectrum where I know I'm personally dealing with um, struggling with the whole isolation aspect. So it's like, I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, we're able to work from home and, and do these things, but it, it comes with its whole host of struggles as well. So yeah, it can be kind of hard to, to connect when people are in two completely separate spaces. And I mean, that's not saying you can't still talk if you still want to, and both people are like, yes. And you just don't need to talk about what you're, you might, you might not be able to talk about what you're dealing with because it might be hard for each person to kind of understand I don't know basically what I'm trying to say is anything goes and have self-compassion and compassion for others when with everything friendships included especially frontline workers right now it's really difficult but also understand that your problems are your problems. And just because they're dealing with stuff that might seem nightmarish to you doesn't mean that your own problems don't need their own addressing and taking care of as well. 
Yeah. So I feel, and I feel like that's going into a whole different like line of topic that we could keep talking about, but to keep it on the friendship topic and to wrap things up, any, any last words that you have on this, on, on keeping up with friendships, no matter where you are remotely, all that jazz. Yeah. I feel like what I just last said is all last words. Yeah, you did. You have a good wrap up. So yeah, we'll just end it there. Thank you for listening. Hopefully that helped maybe gave you some new ideas or just solidarity and that we're we're all doing this pandemic thing together trying to figure it out and yeah if you enjoy the show if you get valuable if you get anything valuable out of it we'd love to have you over on our patreon patreon.com slash alternative travelers and you can check that out we have a whole thing explaining it but Yeah, it's just basically a way to show support for the show and we're building a community over there as well. So we'd love to see you there. Yeah, if you find yourself in a position to be able to support what we do, please join on up at patreon.com slash alternative travelers as we try to get through this quote unquote together while we're in our separate isolation chambers so uh, we appreciate having you here. And wanna, I just want to say thank you to all our listeners around the world. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Alternative Travelers podcast. For show notes and more, head to alternativetravelers.com. Want to support the show? Please consider sharing with a friend and leaving a rating and review.